what is the, this is the ghost and gumbo musical spasm uh something something yeah <laughs> we were gonna call it we'll figure that out <laughs> yeah yeah no. but uh, uh, i figured it'd be cool why not why not right like have something where we can talk about music because yeah. it's very it's very easy to get caught up in all this other stuff that all of us are doing and music is definitely a, something that's been with me since i was very young and uh i'm sure it's been with you for a long time obviously because you're ripping that axe apart every time you make a video so i'm like ah. i do i try trust me i try it takes me forever to like just to get to the point that I wanted to be. I've, I've actually re-recorded that same intro, that last track, probably five or six times today. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I mean, it's how you perfect it, right? I keep rewriting it. <laughs> so what's up, what, you got lyrics on it? You gonna put some lyrics and vocals on it or what? Actually, as soon as I get a good mic, yeah. I'll, do, I'll, you know, try to do the vocals I used to do. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't even. I might just have that. to sit in my car and do it. <laughs> yeah, like um, I gotta figure out how to use my new gear, and then hopefully I can start recording. But I definitely need an electric because I don't have one now. I have an old Ibanez. I think it's a five Ibanez five fifty with MG eight ones in it, but it's like mm -hmm. twenty years old, you know. And it's it's Dude. I can't. I don't think I can get it fixed. Like it's just warped and whacked. And Dude, this thing's twenty years old. <laughs> oh right on, dude. Nice. nice. The neck. See that big old crack. Oh yeah, that's nasty. <laughs> but like, that's, uh, so old school hardcore days, man. Yeah, so I was, I was, um, so I was in the navy for like nine years, and I was on a ship for five of that nine years, and uh, it was easier for me to have an acoustic. So, but I've oh, always yeah. played acoustic. I started out, uh, but just always been drawn to acoustic. But I love electric as well. But I need an electric because it would make sense to have a lot of this stuff that I bought without um, using it to full capacity, right? <laughs> no, I feel you, dude. I actually. Uh... Like I said, I've had that guitar for 20 years, and I've been through amps like crazy. We used to build our own amps. Nice, man, I, nice. We'd find speakers laying around and be like, well, we got a, we got an amp over here with blown speakers. <laughs> Let's just build a freaking combo amp with a little 20-watt crate head. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> I, still, I, I still have a um, Marshall stack dude. from – dude, it's, it's been in my parents' garage since like 2004 <laughs> so, so it's just sitting there i got a bunch of gear a bunch of old stomp pedals and stuff and distortion pedals and uh nice. but one day i'll get it all or or they'll get tired of having my crap at their house still and toss it and i'll be like no i know dude i my, my favorite gear ever i ever had um and i've always been an outlier when it came to gear because everybody i grew up with was like marshall 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 mm -hmm. Now everybody's all these orange cabs and stuff. I'm just like, yeah. I'm gonna roll with Behringer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a Behringer. Uh, it was a straight cab. Um, it was the Gia, no, the BG412 Ultra Stack. So the thing was like 24 inches deep. Oh it wow, was nasty. Like it was basically a bass cab for guitar. And I was running a GMX120 solid state head through it. <laughs> and wow. That thing was, uh, it was a beast, man. I have a um so before my guitar crapped out and and life uh forced me into a different direction uh I I got this really nice uh little um line 6 amp and I was using it and it was working great but then my guitar, my guitar crapped out and um I also bought a looper for my acoustic but my acoustic oh. is not an electric acoustic so I was going to make it an electric acoustic and of course that uh looper is still in the box because I'm an idiot and uh <laughs> so, so I got this stuff that I got to tinker with that's been sitting around, you know. I feel you. I'm still trying to figure out this uh, this katana. I'm actually really impressed with this amp. I wish I would have sprung for the uh, the hundred watt because mm -hmm. it has more channels and you can actually use a foot switch with it. Which you can use a foot switch with this one, but I mean it's only two channels that you can choose from. So yeah. I wonder. Um, so so you know a lot of the kids now everything everything's like interfaced with straight up computers and software which is cool because oh, yeah. i can't do any of that i'm I, I haven't like the way i used to do it i would plug into my amp the amp would be plugged into an outlet and i would have a pedal or two and that's how i i got down right now it's completely different and uh i'm wondering if that if there's something to be said for that now versus you know going the computer route which i think both are cool and I guess my comfort zone would be more old school because I'm a little bit older, but one of these days I'm going to dive into this uh, software stuff and 
the guy that did our intro for Unshackled Liberty, mm-hmm. uh, I always, always compliment him a lot because he, he's a real humble dude and um, he's a genius when it comes to that stuff. And uh, if I have any questions, he's always there. But one of these days, if I can ever get my, my things ironed out, I will uh, attempt <laughs> to record some of these stupid ideas I have in my brain. So hey, maybe it's going to be... Ideas. It, it might it might be you that has to suffer through it with me, Ghost. I don't know. <laughs> I, I make all of Twitter. Well, everybody who stands to listen, I make all of them suffer. That th- those videos that you're posting recently, um, mm-hmm. dude, like that one I was telling you, like at the th- thirty second mark, those yeah. chords. That what is it, what do you call that dissonance? The, the those chords that you're using. But the man, that's 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 pretty rad, my dog. You know what's funny? I don't know. I I, I know Jack about like music theory and stuff. Like oh yeah, I mean I just play. Yeah, uh, I I learned by ear. I actually learned on because I'm left-handed, so I learned on a right-handed guitar upside down. Right, so I can still play a little bit. Yeah, I can still play a little bit. I'm all kinds of messed. I'm dyslexic. You know, I'm all I'm all reversed and messed up it's it's hard for me to walk straight but but uh that's how i learned but um yeah i actually uh i started playing bass when i was about 12. my uncle bought me one and it was this little no-name brand little p bass that was actually short scale <laughs> but it was black and i was like that's metal and that's such a metal bass man because it was uh and uh like I started playing and I was like, I'm gonna try to play some Operation Ivy. So I started playing yeah, that yeah. and I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I can do that, I could probably play Rancid. And I started like <laughs> starting to be able to keep up with Matt Freeman. I was like, I need a new bass. So I got a new bass. <laughs> and uh and I got I guess you could say I got bored with it because I was like, all right, I can I don't like I never wanted to learn how to do like all the jazz funk slap stuff, you know, and now yeah. I'm like, I wish I would have learned how to. Um, yeah, dude, I should have, I, I should have started like arpeggio sweeps and all that crap like 10 years ago, but I never did. Like, I, I can't solo. I'm, I'm maybe a decent rhythm guitar, play, guitar player on a good day. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I roll with it. Like I'm, I'm a good rhythm guitar player, but I know how to throw in, like, I know how to make it sound like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much it with it. I well, what's funny, if, like somebody who doesn't play and they hear those things though, they're like, oh man, that's dope, bro. You know? And you're like, uh. Well, and actually it is dope, but to you, you know, you know what your capabilities are and where you need to work on it, but that's not for everybody to know, you know, that's just for you. Exactly. Can't tell the secrets. The secret sauce <laughs> is in my head and you can't have it. Well, it seemed like, who was I? Was, so I, I've been listening to a lot of like contortionists and, uh, dude, uh, I don't know how you say it, polyphia, polyphia, however the hell polyphia? you Polyphia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this, this and then I was like, incredible. I was watching, uh, I was watching, like, I've been watching a lot of, um, like, how, not how to, but like the playthrough videos and stuff of, uh, of them and, um, August Burns Red. And I'm just like, I can do all that stuff minus, you know, one or two things. So yeah. Like, well, it's, there's, there's a big difference. Though. Think about it. If you would have, if you would have been, if you would have got seen by the right person and you were with the right group of guys and your job was actually to mold and develop your sound and your music and that's what you dedicated your time to there's a big yeah. difference between that you know what i mean uh because mm-hmm. so, because i know guitar players that are phenomenal there's a dude i was in the navy with that uh he tours with a kiss cover band and i, I don't know a lot about it i don't want to he, he goes to australia a lot and this guy yeah. is one of the best guitar players i've ever met and he can play the blues and he plays really fast and mm-hmm. and but he's he's big like considering, but yeah. I would think the dude's a guitar virtuoso, you know, like he, he should be, he should be up there on a stage with some of the, the guys that we see on TV, you know? Yeah, for real. I love those kind of people, you know, like they just, they just play to play. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched, like, um, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube, of, like older guys, like, I mean, older, like senior citizens in their seventies and eighties and they'll just pick up a guitar and start going at it like rocking out and people are like what that's the really hell? cool like they're they're pretty cool videos man <laughs> i enjoy yeah. those more than anything else to be honest i'm I, so i'm a big youtube guy so um i've been watching youtube every day for most of my adult life or however long it's been out you know what i mean so so like uh 
uh, it's either it always falls into three categories. Uh, let's just say conspiracy stuff, mm -hmm. MMA and fighting stuff, and music. And I think music overrides it most of the time. But there's a lot of that fight stuff in there because I kind of caught that bug like seven years ago or so, and I just can't get enough of it. You know what I mean? Boxing and MMA and all that crap. But yeah. but uh, I'm always going back to music. Uh, speaking about you know talking about older people that have. Have you ever heard of a uh, Rick Beato? He's got a cool YouTube channel and he's always having guests on and the guy is a genius. Uh, and he has a killer. He's got a, a bunch of different, um, like sub genres within his YouTube, YouTube channel mm -hmm. and, uh, Rick Beato. He, he's a cool old dude that, uh, can definitely play guitar better than I can. I'll probably never be able to reach that status, you know, or reach that ability. Yeah, that's how I feel about half the people I listen to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I listen to all these younger kids and I'm like, dude, I've been playing for 20 years. Why can't I do that? Yeah, dude. And, and the contortionist stuff that you sent us. Oh, man, yeah. I never, I never listened to them. Not that I can recall. And No, wow. I didn't either. I was actually, I was on Spotify and I put on a, a Polyphia like playlist and they started popping up and I was like, no way. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it reminds me of like a, like a, a like a prog, a, a gent prog tool almost because it's clean yeah. vocals. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, they've got some songs that are straight up like, like uh, on the gent uh, like metal or metalcore, you know, mm -hmm. freaking deathcore style too. You know, so it's like they have a spectrum of stuff that they do. It's ridiculous to me. I love those guys. So, so how old were you when you started playing guitar? Uh, so nineteen years old is that guitar? So fourteen, fifteen. So what what was the thing that sparked you to uh, dive into music? That is actually a very open-ended question, to be honest. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so my uncle um, actually inspired a lot of it because he has cerebral palsy and watching him play, he used to, he used to play in punk bands, you know, like growing up. Um, so he would play a bass backwards, upside down with his thumb. Like that's how he would play. And he would be able to play all the same wow. stuff. So I was like, dude, that's awesome. And uh, then I started listening to, what was it? The first hardcore album I ever got if I remember correctly, was an old hardcore Christian band, Known as Victim. Never heard of it. No, dude. Godfathers. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, okay. <laughs> They're legit. I'll send you some stuff later. All right, um, all right. And, you know, it developed from there. It's like, um, I, I stayed in the, uh, the underground Christian, like, hardcore metal scene for mm -hmm. a long time. Um... But it started out with like that um, Slipknot, of course. Who oh my goodness! When that Slipknot, dude. The first show I ever went to by myself was a Slipknot show. Dude, whenever they dropped that first album, oh that my gosh, it. that was it. <laughs> I still listen to that. Between Slipknot and As I Lay Dying, I think it sealed the deal. Yeah. Did you ever get into the original, uh, the the first Creed album? I know you did. You got to admit it, man. You got to. I know you did. <laughs> oh, man. So it's I good. never, that, that was, that was before I actually tried to like start learning to play. So yes, I did. And then when I started learning, I was like, I want to play stuff that's going to challenge me. Okay. What, what, so what's that guitar player's name from, uh, from Creed? <laughs> then, but what, what's the other band that he started after, after Creed? Did he start uh, band? Yes. Um, Anyway, he's a really good guitar player. He but I'm kind of yeah. Uh, but he 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 ended up like far surpassing his his tenure with Creed is what I'm trying to get at. Well, and, they usually do. Yeah. Unless you're uh, um, who was it? Pod. When they when, who the original guitarist from Pod he broke off, right? Yeah. This yeah. was back when I was still playing shows with uh, the same guys I played with for ten plus years. And we played at a local show over here, and the his, the old guitarist from P.O.D.'s new band played that same night. And it was the same night that we played with August Burns Red before they actually made it big, big. So nobody knew who they were yet. 
and uh, his new band was just POD, <laughs> but with like like Billy, not who was it, uh, like Bon Jovi type vocals. It was oh, wow. really weird, dude. It was it was disgusting. So we were all like, "Well, that sucks." <laughs> so not to take any way away from that guy, that guitar player that eventually, I think he got booted from POD. If I remember all that correctly, but, uh, that would make sense why he's so <laughs> But but I remember, like you think about it, I remember thinking, "Man, this dude can. This dude's in this big, huge band that's all blasted all over television, the mainstream media, and I don't know. I mean, they had a couple of that of good songs out there, but it's like the the other guitar player that they eventually brought in, he had better stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I never got into it a whole lot, but I remember listening to it, thinking, "Oh, this is definitely more technical than what they're doing before." You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the guitarist from Creed. You talk about Mark Tremonti. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So, so what was the other band that he was in? Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So th- oh, I just looked it up too. Oh snap! That's cool. But anyway, um, I think I don't want to say that um, that Creed kind of like gave him a bad rep, but that that ultra bridge man if you go and listen to it that dude's ripping it up i'm going to listen to it because it's been a long time yeah i think i downloaded all of it at one point but i never went and listened to it i got a bunch of music sitting around collecting dust like yeah like a lot of other things in my life that i should correct how did you end up into music like what did it for you so i was not into music my so there's a lot of musicians in my family my dad was a we're very good with keyboards and guitar and bass and drums and singing and real charismatic, handsome musician guy. And, uh, <laughs> and I wasn't into it. I was a kid. I was really small. Right. And yeah. I actually, I remember going to my grandma's house and him being there and he had his first musical instrument, which was a 77, 77 Gibson bass, the one with the horns. Oh, nice. And I remember he was trying to show me, I think he was, I think looking back on the the vague memory that I have of it, I think he was trying to get me into it because he was, music was so important to him. And uh, I remember turning the big, the big tuner key and I popped a string. <laughs> and now when I think, of, if I think about my kids doing that to my guitar, it pisses me off just thinking about it. But oh. I remember him smiling and being like, okay, it's no, it's no big deal. I actually have that guitar now. It's all busted up and it's been through the rock and roll. Uh, rock and roll hell and back, but uh, I have it. It's at my parents' house and one day I, I hope to restore it. But so I really got into music when I was about 14-ish and that was in the early 90s. And I got into, the the first band that really got me was Nirvana. And to some to some that's cool, to some it's lame, but that was my first stuff, you know? And, and then, so my classic rock is all the 90s alternative and grunge stuff. And I love that music. Like, I, I still listen to it. I love new oh, music. I got, yeah, I have a very broad spectrum of music that I listen to, but that's my go-to stuff. And uh, so I learned, I borrowed a guitar, a PV guitar from my cousin that was a right-handed guitar, and he let me borrow his PV amp, and that's what I learned to play on upside down. Like, stepdad yelling at me, turn that crap off, you know, not knowing <laughs> what I'm doing. And uh, when I started to be able to learn, so I, I got into punk early on too, you know, like mm-hmm. Operation Ivy, of course, and like the old, like No Effects and, and oh, a lot yeah. of the anti-flag and all that, all, all that stuff from back in the day. Like, I, that, I was around all that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so when I got good enough to start playing those songs that's on Dookie and never mind and and a little a little bit of sprinkled a little bit with like uh early tool and and alice in chains i was like if i if i can play these guys music i should just make my own so that's when i kind of fell in love with like trying to make up my own riffs write my own music and i have a whole lot of unfinished material that is sitting in notebooks and external hard drives and and uh, my brain, <laughs> but that, that's that's what really started it. And I have to give credit to Nirvana because that was the one that really got me. And it was after Kurt died because it was 94-ish, 95-ish or something like that. So that was my first big plunge into music. And then it, like it literally went from Smurfs to Transformers to comic books and baseball cards to music. And then that's it. It's over. 
No, dude, that's that's legit, man. I, you know, I've had this conversation with other people throughout the years, and you know, everybody expects the whole. Well, you know, I don't want to tell you because it was this band that got it got me into music. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like, if that's your passion, that's your passion. Yeah. You know, I what got me into music. There's no one band that got me into music. It is music in general. I grew up listening to everything from. I actually grew up on like 50s country and 90s country, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Thanks to my great grandma. You like, you like <laughs> the, those old Garth Brooks albums, huh? Oh, They're good. <laughs> Garth Brooks, don't get me started on Garth Brooks. I love it. He's got some killer albums, dude. You go back I, and listen to that stuff. It's, it's so good. I still have one. I actually found a Garth Brooks greatest hits that uh, was floating around in one of my drawers. And I went down to my car. And my car doesn't have a CD player. I was pissed. Yeah. You, know, you know what music has taught me? especially as I've gotten a little bit older, it's taught me that um, you have to broaden your uh, views when it comes to music. You can't just be a music snob, a music snot, you know what I mean? And there's a lot oh, of them. Oh, yeah. And, it, and something can be e e extremely simplistic, but that might be the biggest thing that, that captures the most hearts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like look, at, look at all these uh, gent bands and all this awesome progressive rock that's out there that's extremely technical and complicated but nobody's listening to it yeah because it's, it's maybe it, it, it might be that it's not out there for the masses to uh, appreciate and, and grab but you take one one stupid little pop song on the radio and boom yep. and of course you know you get into the music business and the mainstream media and marketing and production and there's a lot of uh negative things about that how that system works but i'm just saying if it's organic is what I mean. No, absolutely. I mean, that's that's why bands like or August Burns Red, As I Dying, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even some of my old favorites, like um, <laughs> one of my favorite ones is a Canadian hardcore band called Figure Four. Figure that four. Uh, they developed. They, they actually disbanded, and half of them went and started Comeback Kid. You know, now they're one of the biggest freaking hardcore punk bands in the world. Yeah, it's crazy. You know? It's, it's, I've, I've always listened to anything and everything that catches my attention. You know, I like, that goes for, I, I know people who are straight up snobs when it comes to like rap music or country music. Oh, country music is just garbage. Bunch of old white guys complain about their wife left. Like, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, there, there's <laughs> definitely something to be said about that though. There's a, there's a place for it. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. But the more I listen to music too, the more I realize like, 90% of it's all the same message just played differently yeah so, that's a good dang you know, that's a good that's a good way to look at it that's all it is man I can go listen to you know 20 pop songs on the local radio station come back in here and listen to 20 of whatever songs and be like yeah all these songs are essentially the same they just wrote them differently yeah yeah it's a good way to look at it yeah man oh I don't even know, like, I go on music for ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was, like, absorbing so much content, so much music for so long. And once once I got married and my, and my twins come along, you know, that's, it, it kind of, you can't do it the same way that you used to do it you have to adjust to the new situation. And yeah. I was, I was right in there on top of everything, you know, and then I kind of fell off over the past two and a half, three years, because I just ain't got time for that stuff no more. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, I, I got married, um, March 17th, 2018. We'll remarried, you know, and I'm running single income household with five kids. Yeah. So, That's the things that I put out are literally me sitting down five minutes a day. If that sometimes, dude, you know, say it again, preach, because that's how it happens. Whenever you, uh, you're at the stage that we are, everyone who's listening, you, you have pockets of time and you have to make the most of those little pockets of time yep. because those little pockets of time, when you open the door to that pocket and you close the door behind you, it goes away so fast. So you gotta make the most of it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. One of the funniest things with music is there are so many people that um, they try to make the music appeal to everybody. You know, like they, they want to get something out of it. And while like 
I will flood my timeline with my music. Mm -hmm. I could care less if anybody likes it. Yeah, because it's yours. Gonna be I... so, exactly, it's mine, and there's going to be somebody out there who appreciates it. Yeah, you know, I've got a, I've got a, I put those same tracks up on BandLab, dude. It makes my day when I get like a like <laughs> after a week. Like one dude <laughs> in a bedroom heard that, and he's like, "Dude, this is dope." Yeah, yeah, you know. So, music is a very fickle and whatever other word you want to throw at it thing. Yeah, um, I get excited. So I was never really good at um, completing anything that I, I, I've started in my life, uh, especially the music. Neither but the I. thing is, yeah, I can come up with what I think at least is something that like I can come up with a melody or a small riff that uh, that I like. And I know to me, there's something there and I want to save that little piece for something in the future but that future never comes because I never complete it, but I have all these little parts and um, yeah. So, so I got a, a, a stack, a huge stack of all these little parts of stuff. You know, I can, I can sit and strum on the acoustic guitar. Sometimes you're vibing with it really well. And sometimes you aren't, and you're just kind of like holding it and just like, eh. but um, what's funny is uh, whenever we did that show with um, uh, vet Arcus OG and uh, Walt, um, we were on smoke fit. Uh, we were joking around with that hashtag, where's Walt? Well, from that, I come up with a pretty decent guitar riff that I, I really liked. And then uh, we, I kind of played it on that episode. But after that, I was tinkering with some of the root chords of that same little thing. And I come up with this beautiful little acoustic uh, riff. I got I to gotta show those guys, but uh, I want to do something with it. I, I'll probably show it to you. you. You might be able to put it in one of those really, really cool uh, breakdowns that you, you do in your, in your, in your songs. You know, yeah, it's man. really cool chords, man. Yeah, dude, I, I've I've written so many like on an acoustic and tr like transposed them over. Mm -hmm. you know, we, the boys were in Boy Scouts and we went to uh, Daytona for a camping trip during the Rolex series. And you know, I'm sitting out there by myself with my son's little fifty dollar, you know, whatever brand it was classical acoustic and i'm just yeah. playing i'm like oh hold on oh yeah yeah that's it that's the riff all right yeah uh, i'm yeah. gonna go home and transpose this later <laughs> i'm willing to bet that most of the great songs that are circulating in this world were probably written on an acoustic guitar first Gu guitar oriented songs absolutely you know there, there's a funny thing too with uh like the pop world and the country music world a lot of the songs you hear on the radio, they get transposed into different styles mm -hmm. like, all the time. Um, so like a country song that you hear could have very, very well been a pop song a year before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, you it's know, like, they're like, hey, I can make this song work this way, and it sounds good. It's funny you say that, because um, one of the, I'll tell you the two first CDs I ever bought. Mm -hmm. The first one I bought for two bucks from a dude that went to my high school. And it was the Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You single. It had like, it was a whole full disc that had like three songs on it. And I got it from him because my, I know my, mo my mom liked uh, Sinead O'Connor. The second CD I bought was uh, Criss Cross. Criss Cross, oh, I'll make you jump, nice. jump. <laughs> so, so what's funny about that, that song, um, Nothing Compares to You, I, I didn't know this for years and years, but Prince originally wrote that song. Yeah. And Sinead O'Connor was the one, I mean, cause that's a beautiful song. Like mm -hmm. some people might think it's lame, but if you listen to it, it's, it's, I actually like the Sinead O'Connor version better than the, the Prince ones that you hear out there floating around. Yeah. But uh, what's cool is um, in that playlist that I made on Spotify, the, the, the smoke pit melodies, there's a version of nothing compares to you by uh, Chris Cornell from Soundgarden when he was doing a lot of the solo yeah. stuff. And my goodness, it will rip your heart out of your chest. It's gorgeous. It's it's in the, it's in that playlist. I think you'll like it. But yeah, that yeah, song, for some reason, that, that song, <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. Like uh, um, the theme song from Bodyguard. And uh, oh yeah, hello. It's a Dolly Parton song. Oh the the Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. That's Dolly Parton. That's originally. I didn't know that. For yep. real. Wow. He's wow. originally. She she originally recorded it. Um, a lot of songs like I don't know how familiar how familiar you are with country music and all, but like um, Sam Hunt, 
half of the songs that are on the radio from like uh, Jason Aldean or uh, who's that Australian guy, Keith Urban. Like, oh, my mom. A lot of their songs my goodness. were written by, um, I just said his name. <laughs> Sam Hunt. <laughs> Sam Hunt, yeah. There, there it is. A lot there of those songs yeah. were written by him. Um, it's amazing, man. Funny, dude. Could you imagine having that talent to be able to just like push, pump out like I mean, high quality? Swift. <laughs> look at what she does. That's all she does. Yeah, but she's huge. I know. She, she'll, she'll go down in history with with me with music. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, she will. When you're talking about like, uh, so so I'm I'm from a small town in Louisiana, Southwest Louisiana. So I grew up on country, rhythm and blues, classic rock, me- heavy metal, and uh, gospel. And that's like a split between my mom and my and my dad. So I got a pretty colorful black background when it comes to like music and a broad spe- spectrum. You know what I mean? Like, so it's as as I've gotten older, it's taught me to appreciate. You don't judge it. You you take it in and then you see how you how you feel about it. But if you're listening and if you play music, you'll always hear something in there. Like, I mean. Like like you were saying earlier, but bunch of old fat white dudes grappling about their tractor being broke down. Yeah, you might think it's stupid, but when you when you hear those Dylan banjos and you hear the man over, with his with his him over the top talking about how bad it could be, you know, it, it sounds good. You take that, transcribe it to a, a metal riff, or put it uh, uh, some beats behind it. It'll it, it will go. It will go. Um, Derek sent me a, a riff that he wrote. That he wanted me to put something to. Well, I wound up. <laughs> Sorry, Derek. I wound up completely scrapping it, and I actually turned it into a uh, like it's it's basically a rancid song now because <laughs> I transposed it over, and it, it, the riff that he sent is now a bass line, so it's a rancid <laughs> song. I, I'm gonna I gotta I can't the bass comes through like crap on my amp even with the USB recording. So yeah. I gotta figure out how to record that, but as soon as I do, I'm gonna throw that one out there. Well, you you. You're using your creative. Um, you're interpreting it differently, right? He, he gave oh, you yeah. creative control of it, so you could um, expand expand upon the idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. <laughs> yep. I've been trying to. You know what I want to do? I want to do. Um, you, you know who Jared Dines is? Oh yeah, yeah. I want to do what he does on, but I want to do it on Twitter and get the. Uh, um, the, the big uh like <sighs> when he does that riff and has a bunch of other people send videos and they just make one giant song dude that's killer whenever the, the, those videos are so cool yeah i want to i want to do that i want to get that going <laughs> yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool I don't, I don't i don't see it it depends on who you're uh following i guess but i don't i don't see that out there in the twitterverse well not, not not in our twitterverse <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> You see other things there. Autistic Liberty Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worry about some of us. I really do. Yeah, well, um, <sighs> what can you say? As long as God gives us another day and we're breathing, we, we, we got that day to work with, right? That's true. That's true. Oh, man. So, yeah, punk music did it for me. Nirvana did it for you. I'm just going to go with punk music for me because it's, I, it, that is my go-to for everything. You know, I grew up listening to freaking Minor Threat, Op Ivy, you know, um, Black Flag, Bad Brains. Bad Brains were one of my favorites, oh, yeah, yeah. dude. Black Flag. All the uh, old reggae guys, you know, they just, they do roots reggae on top of the fastest punk I've ever heard. <laughs> what's that song? Uh, one of the first bands that I was ever in, I was a singer in that band. And uh, it was with this older guy that I went to school with and some other guys that were around my age. And we had this punk band called Toxic Shock. And we were making fun of the, nice. the TSS, the Toxic Shock Syndrome for, that yeah. girls would get. <laughs> but it was it's stupid. But we, we were playing covers of Black Flag and covers of, we, we did a cover of Louie Louie. Like, Louie Louie! <laughs> stupid, right? But uh, I remember we, we used to cover that Black Flag song, the one that goes, I'm about to have a nervous breakdown my head really hurts you remember that one yeah, yeah so we would do that one and we played one show at the little civic center in our in our town where i'm from there in yeah. a little small town uh southwest louisiana and uh 
the band that we opened for was so much better. They're a little bit older, had their had their stuff together, and uh, we sounded like crap. And uh, people come up on stage and was jumping around, but that was fun. That was like my only real, real like show, and that was like the first show I ever did. Then after that, I never did anything like as far as that. But yeah, my head really hurts. Oh, dude. When uh, when we first started playing, like, yeah, we had our own songs that were just straight three chord punk songs that were played as fast as we could, and then <laughs> we tried to cover Green Day. I can't remember what song it was, but we basically sped it up like <laughs> three times the speed that was supposed to be played. We just played it as fast as we could, and every show we played up until up until I started actually playing guitar and got comfortable. I would stand with my back to the crowd, just facing my amp. Like, that was it, dude. So, <laughs> freaking playing live shows was, I was never one of the, like, get out there and put myself out there types. I was just like, I just want yeah. to play I bet if you played a show now, though, you'd be, like, pumping the crowd up. What's up? You know? I, mean, I did vocals for a band for a while, and that was chaotic, because uh, we actually got, so we played, this was still in high school, we played a house show at a, um, a friend of ours, their parents were out of town. Well, we show up, set up, and there's legit probably 80 to 100 kids in this house. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, In the house, right? Yeah. And, you know, we were straight up like metalcore. So I've got my mic and I was like, Let's do this. <laughs> and it just erupts <laughs> into Mascot. We played one song. The ceiling fan was broken. Somebody broke the couch. Oh. The cops had been called. <laughs> Dear homeowners, we're so sorry we screwed up your house. <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't. They, they like the cops were called, but dude, it was hilarious because everyone was like, y'all need to call, y'all need to play more shows, y'all need to do this. It's like, dude, <laughs> yes, just book us. I don't care. That's that was cool. so much fun though. Do, never, do you have any of the uh you have any of your, of your old material? Like like just the one I have the whole album of the one that I showed you. Um but nothing from the one that I actually just did straight vocals for. Um I don't know if anybody has that right now. There there's some guys that I that I was in bands with growing up that I wish if I can ever figure out a way and I can financially back it and support it one day, if it happens, which it probably won't, I have to pull those guys and say, you remember when we did this or when you did that, we're going to concentrate on that. And I want you to redo it just, just to see, because there's just some stuff that, uh, it's just, just golden, irreplaceable. You know what I mean? It's funny you say that because I actually hit up my, uh, my old best friend, who was my drummer for, you know, years. Best drummer I've ever known. And I was like, hey, would you be interested in doing a joint venture? And he was like, yes, send me tracks. I'll put drums down. So I need to get on that. And hopefully I won't have to use YouTube drum tracks anymore. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, what works works, though, right? <laughs> Uh, that, that, I think that's the most stressful part for me right now, having to surf YouTube and like, all right, 150 beat per minute, this style, you know, with a breakdown and double bass or, you know, what have you. Well, I can tell you from what I've heard, you, you figured it out. You, you dialed it in, you keyed it in, so. <laughs> I, barely. I, I'm like, I'll find a drum track that's like a 20 minute loop and just be like, I can use this section of it. Hey, yeah. It works. So, yeah, it works. Get the, yeah, get that part, uh, get it recorded, and then you, you have that to, to go yeah. off of. You know? that, that, that one full track that I have right now, the really slow one, I found that, that drum track. It is a 65 beats per minute, um, and it's a doom metal track. So it's like the everything's like super slow, like... Yeah, I love that. I can't. I, I, love like, I can make that work, all right? <laughs> so, so what are we gonna call this little musical adventure we're doing? Oh man, I forgot where you sent what you sent. 
Um, I know. I, I can't remember what it's, it was. It's in there somewhere. We got to go find it in the timeline. Ghost right? and Gumbo. Um, it, it started with Ghost and Gumbo's music schism. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm perfectly cool with that. Yeah, that's cool. That for now. By the way, anytime I do shows, I don't edit them. <laughs> okay, so. So, so this comes out, whatever, I'll, I'll cut out like stuff that's not important, like in the beginning, because yeah. I usually start recording like before we get into the meat and potatoes. Well, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we can go with that. Right on, Every so often. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Just I'll uh, get back into my Liberty podcast. Maybe. Well, well, well you started it. You, you either have to continue with it or kill it. Well, I can just repurpose it. it. I can repurpose it. Or, or that. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, uh, I'll probably get back into it, to be honest. I've got too much. Just, to just because you said that, I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to every single episode. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do an episode <laughs> every day. Like six. <laughs> oh, well, well then perfect. Oh, I can, there's I can more than six. Hold on. How many are there? There's, oh, I got more listens now. Cool. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine. Yeah, there's nine episodes. Well, I'm going to go listen to them now. I'm be done with that. I actually need to catch up, dude. There's, I'm so sick. Of everybody having podcasts. <laughs> I got so many to catch up on. I so so it literally come down to to Q calling me one day and saying, "Yo, dude, you want to be on a podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then bam, like like the next weekend, we're we're I'm sitting at his house in front of a mic, and we're like, "Uh, so this and that and that and this." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, this is how this works." And I didn't know what kind of worms I had opened up or we oh, had opened right? up, but uh, but it uh. It's cool. If it works, it works. And why not? You know, because it's yeah. a, it's a creative outlet. And, um, as long as you're, it's making you happy and not destroying your life completely, then there you go. <laughs> no, man, that's sick to go. Oh, nice. That's that. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Y'all, uh, <clears throat> y'all going to put those up for sale yet? Uh, the, the Unshackled Liberty podcast patches i don't know we're, we're, we're still working with everything and how we're going to do it it's just uh i think q and i are the same in the respect that oh hey we want to do that let's go do it and just dive in and then we'll figure everything as we go because i don't know how to prep and prepare and you know i just I, it's not me man uh, no there's no such thing yeah <laughs> that's exactly what i do i dive right in like hey i like that yeah Crap, but I, 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 I better figure it out real quick. <laughs> that's a good instinct, though. Like a lot of people these days, uh, you see it. Uh, a lot of young men these days don't have that. Don't have that instinct, and I think that's something that we need to hold on to and and rekindle. You know? Yeah. No, it's true, man. Oh, yeah. So I think I think I might pick back up on the the whole podcast thing and make this a regular part of it. Well, I would love that, and if you don't pick it back up this is not a threat but in the next <laughs> month if you don't do it then i'm gonna start ripping out a toenail my toenail so, well, i know you care because if you think about it you know it hurts you don't want to see somebody doing that <laughs> well, that, dude, that is one of my you probably hey, film it dude i'm so sorry Rip. That is, nails like just no nah, man, nails and teeth. Anything else, I don't care. Nails and teeth. Uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> oh, so I, so I got one of the two that you do care about. So, yeah. uh, that's that instinct we're just talking about. See, uh-huh. something to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, before we head out of here, what do you think of this whole Minneapolis situation? Okay, so I think a lot of the show that we're going to do tomorrow on Unshackled Liberty is going to cover some of this stuff. But I will say this. I have to look at it and approach it from different, different, from different sides of the hallway, so to speak. So one side of me is that that happened. I'm not okay with that. No human being should be okay with that. It has nothing to do with background, ethnicity, race, what country you're from. That just should not be acceptable. Now, in saying that, 
there's also a lot of stuff being thrown out there for people with eyes to see and the like because you know about the whole crisis actor thing false flag things and there's a lot of that stuff floating around you got people in the in the crowd with like mic pieces in their ear like why is a protester gonna have that you know i think oh yeah you 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 i've seen you posting that and then you uh yeah yeah. and then you have uh the thing with the the videos and the pictures don't match up with the same car those two dudes knew each other from a restaurant that that maya chick was talking about Uh that worked together Uh, there's and you you find that a lot if you if you if you look just behind the veil in these kind of situations you'll find that there's there's coincidences that happen that just don't add up and the, and the normies and the people in the mainstream media, the cattle on the conveyor aren't going to see that. They're going to throw it, throw it, throw it out right away. But anybody with their eyes open a little bit can see that there's inconsistencies that don't make sense. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's all I got. That's all that needs to be said. (laughs) Just spot on as far as I'm concerned. Right on. Yeah, man. Personally, I'm kind of, I think the whole thing's uh, just another power grab, you know, kind of yeah. like they tried to do with this whole fake Chinese beer flu thing. Mm-hmm. Plandemic. <laughs> like, uh, oh yeah, plandemic. God, I went how, how they, the holes. <laughs> how yeah how how they get how they get the masses is it is real, but the numbers are cooked and it's not nearly as devastating as they're saying. But yet they can shut the world down over something with such a small actual death rate you know what right. kills me is everybody like the, the rest of the world seems to be going off of what the cdc says yeah well guess what the cdc just came right out and was like oh yeah hey we messed up and it's really like a 0.27 you know mortality rate yeah like 0.7 overall oh, it's, okay <laughs> it's scary to think about all this all this stuff's going on and and regular folks like you and i are sitting around talking about it obviously seeing things that don't make sense so what the hell are they doing in the backdrop what's happening behind the scenes that we don't know about you know and that's that's scary dude yeah oh man uh plugs let's end this on a good note (laughs) okay okay yeah yeah let me me blow that dark cloud away bye-bye because i can do i can go on about that for hours Mm -hmm. yep You've seen you've seen my Twitter feeds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can we find you, sir? Oh, uh, so I'm at Crypto Gumbo on Twitter. I am one of the co-hosts of Unshackled Liberty. You can find that on all the you can find it on Spotify and Anchor and all the other places you find podcasts. And uh, one day, whenever I grow up and put my big boy pants on. We'll have a YouTube channel and uh, that's, that's on me and I need to figure that out. So uh, if you got any people out there who are hardcore in the YouTube that knows what they're doing, help me out because there's a big difference between watching it and making it. So uh, anyway, yeah. So Twitter, Crypto Gumbo and co-host of Unshackled Liberty with Q. And that's, that's what I got. I guess if you're listening to this, you know who I am. <laughs> Find me on Twitter. Ghost of Rebelly One. Uh, I've got an Instagram, Ghost of Rebellion, and uh, hopefully I'll be picking this podcast back up. You better do it. I'll do it, I promise. Please. As long as my wife gives me permission. Toenails. <laughs> my toenails. Heart stink. <laughs> it was a pleasure, though. It's finally good to uh, sit down with you and talk about music. It's good. It's a good. It's yeah, a good well. segue out of the the chaos that we're all. Uh, I know. I didn't mean to bring the chaos factor into it, but no, it's cool. I, I like to know where everybody stands on certain things. Yeah. You know, even though I already know, I need everybody else to hear it. Mm-hmm. Anybody who listens, but uh, it's been real, man. And we will make this a hopefully a standard thing. You know, get other people on yeah. here. As a matter of fact, if you ever have ever listened to Ghost. And any of his shows, you need to be DMing him to come on his show and talk about something good. Because the man's got some things to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in there. I appreciate all the... Uh, um, just, uh, just, uh,